Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Today we have another incredible guest joining us today, an artist, a musician, a very talented man, Simon Hovland. Simon, how are you today? It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Dallas. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah, really fun to be here with you. Today, we're going to hear a little bit about your Christian faith, as well as your recently released album called The Preacher, The Prophecy, and The Fire. And that alone, that is like, okay, what's going on here? What's going to happen? And so we're going to leave our audience hanging on that. But first, let's just talk about a little bit about who you are, Simon. Okay. So I'm from Sweden. I'm 32 years old. Uh, I've grown up in a Christian family, you know, a very stable, loving, wonderful family. And... I've always been a Christian, but, you know, I can say that as many other people, you know, you have to find your own faith or you have to find the walk for Jesus uh, and not base it so much on your parents, kind of. So when I was around, I guess, 19 or something, I started to kind of drift off from my walk with Jesus, kind of, and not intentionally. It's just kind of, I kind of fell into sin to put it shortly and uh, you know I've grown up as a Christian so I knew what sin was as a concept you know I knew I know that you know sin is something real but I haven't hadn't experienced it yet kind of so I kind of fell into sin and I noticed that I couldn't pray you know I couldn't I felt as if my prayers didn't reach God you know mm-hmm. so when I lived in sin and I, I knew that I, what, what I was doing was wrong um, I couldn't pray. My prayer life kind of died, and I really felt condemned, you know. And that this wasn't a very long period, but still a period that kind of, yeah, it led me to, through a dark and uh, hard time. Mm-hmm. But then I basically uh, I went to some meeting, uh, and there was this wonderful old man there who prayed for everyone at the meeting. And he kind of prayed, you know, a unique prayer to each person. So when it was my time to, he kind of, you know, stood in a line. So when uh, I came to him, he prayed something that really touched me, you know, and uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but some somewhere along, along the lines of like, yeah, you were lost sheep, you know, and now Jesus has found you again, or mm-hmm. and your sins are forgiven, you know. So, and that really hits me so hard <laughs> and uh, after that I uh, felt forgiven you know I battled with forgiveness even though that's the central thing you know we can be forgiven but I felt like you know I, I didn't deserve forgiveness so and after that when I was like 19 20 years old I got baptized actually because I wasn't baptized earlier and 
Um, I found a friend, similar age to me. His name is Peter. So, you know, Simon Peter, we <laughs> went to <laughs> actually, yeah. A storm, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we actually went to a mission trip uh, to the States, uh, Virginia, Richmond. Virginia. Uh, took a fitness DTS. So <laughs> A fitness DTS. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you did your, where was your base at? Your base was located? Uh, Richmond. Yeah, in, Rich, in, yeah. in, in Richmond. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, I believe it's the first fitness DTS, at least one of the first ones. And then the where was your outreach? Did you do an outreach with that program too? Yeah, yeah. We did outreach in Amsterdam and Holland and also in Angola in Africa. So Angola, wow. Those are wow, interesting. I did a yeah. YWAM as well. I did my DTS in Honolulu, Hawaii. Wow. Okay. A great place to suffer for the Lord, right? <laughs> Everyone yeah. knows. <laughs> I'm going to YWAM. I need some money. Oh, you're going to Hawaii? I don't know. I don't know. But I did that. And then I did my outreach in Asia, in Thailand and oh. Cambodia. And so okay. YWAM was a, a great experience as well. It's great to find fellow YWAMers. And yeah. going forward in your life through this DTS and through your newfound faith of the Lord, right? What happened after yeah. that? Well, I came home, you know, broke as swimmers become, you know, <laughs> spent yeah. all my money on the mission trip. And was, I'm not, uh, I don't regret it at all, but just, you know, I came back to Sweden and then I kind of wanted to just get on with my life, you know, but my friend again, uh, Peter, he was like, oh, well, let's go to Norway because that's a kind of normal thing for Swedes to do. You know? uh, go to Norway for a year or uh, some time and work a lot to kind of get some economy going, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to go, actually. I kind of just told him, you know, we've been on missions trip, you know, traveling for such a long time now. So I'm kind of tired of traveling. So I'm sorry, you have to go by yourself, you know. But when I hung up the phone, it just felt so wrong. I was depressed for like one or two days. And I felt this is, you know, so wrong. And actually, I didn't want to go still. I, I felt no, like, will to go to Norway. Yeah, uh, but the Lord just kind of pushed it on me. Yeah, yeah, you, you're going, you know. <laughs> so I had to call him back, and you know, hey, I'm I'm joining you to Norway. So uh, he had found some contacts in Ålesund on the west coast, and he just went there. And you know, we could actually live for free at the base in Wyvern, Ålesund, uh, which is really, wow. yeah, they were so uh, generous, you know. Uh, so. I ended up there and the plan was just to be there for like five, six weeks and work a lot. But we actually never got the work. <laughs> we never got to work at all because uh, of some trouble um, with that specific company. But I used, instead I got a lot of friends. I got friends from, you know, there was one guy there uh, named Johnny Westwood, who is an Australian amazing guy, you know, he and he had started a program called aid artist in development mm -hmm. so i decided so you know this is i've been praying for this actually because i had been praying for god to show me some kind of christian environment or musical environment to be and in. you already knew how to play you already were passionate about this yeah i i've been playing music uh, since i was a kid actually yeah 11 or something years old. so i actually ended up staying in norway for a total of seven years you know i <laughs> And my wow. friend who actually wanted to go there, he, he went back to Sweden and then did some other adventures. But, so it's kind of funny, you know, I had no plans to stay in Norway for that long, but 
I just loved it then. Yeah. And tell us a little bit more about what this is. Like, what does it mean, artist in development? What, what did you do in the program? So Johnny, who was the founder of this, uh, it's like a secondary program. If you're taking a DTS, you can go another year. Mm -hmm. So this is for people who wanted to, uh, it could be music, it could be other arts, but mainly I think it was music focused. And yeah, so myself and other people who wanted to kind of take music further and do something with it, you know, record an album or EP or play live, we could uh, do it together as a group, you know, help each other, which we did. We played on each other's albums and played live and stuff. So it really was a great growing place for me, I would say. Mm -hmm. And it was That's really amazing. years I really uh, am grateful for. I'm going to ask you another question for our audience today. So your your testimony, your life and your experience with the Lord, what would be your biggest piece of advice for young people who are trying to pursue Jesus in their walk right now? Oof, that's a big question. <laughs> but, you know, I think... But in, big, but important, right? Important um, question. Yeah, for sure. I think when you're young, it's important to kind of find your calling, you know, because you're heading in some way, some mm -hmm. direction. And I think I used, I was just desperate for some time before I went to Norway. I, I kind of uh, prayed a lot and seek, you know, God. And I think that's what's most important, you know, to kind of, what's your will for my life, Lord? You know? mm -hmm. What do you want with my gifts or my dreams? Or do you have other plans than what I think, you know? And to be honest, mm -hmm. seek God. And because, um, you know, I think we are a generation that wants to follow our passions, and that could be a good thing. It could also be an, a bad thing, depending on what the passions are. But, you know, if you're a Christian, you get a new heart, you get a new will, a new kind of driving force in you. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, you will, you will probably have the right um, dreams if you are right for the Lord, you know. But to yeah. seek the Lord and try to have him show you, show you the way. Uh, and your direction. Yeah, I believe that could be the most important thing. Thanks, Simon. I feel like we get to know you a little bit better now, and now I can ask some deeper questions about your new album. So yeah. you consider your album a concept album. And so for people who are not in the music industry, yeah. like myself, what does yeah. that mean, a concept album? And what is the difference between that and other albums that are released? You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking for a place to share your faith where people will listen? Facebook was created with the intention of spreading the gospel and igniting a passion in you to fulfill the Great Commission in our digital age. Their challenge for you is to step out of the mold of non-scriptural practices, reevaluate the state of Christianity today, and recommit yourself to the uncompromised Word of God. Find more information by searching www.faithbook.ltd. That is www.faithbook.ltd. Hidden high in the Rocky Mountains, the center houses inmates ages 12 to 22. The experiment in reform isn't without controversy. Blogs report students being tasered or tortured in a dungeon. 18-year-old Courtney doesn't buy the hype. Concentration camp tactics wouldn't fly in America. 
especially not for the niece of a U.S. senator, right? Will Courtney find a way to run things on the inside the way she did on the outside? Or will the center take away more than her freedom? Find more information by searching The Center on Amazon today. Yeah, I actually Googled the definition. <laughs> and it says here, a rock album featuring a cycle of songs expressing a particular theme or idea. So that's a concept album. So a normal album, I would say, uh, an album that's just normal. Um, those songs in uh, an album like that are not necessarily connected, you know. Mm. Like the, song, the first song and the second song and the third song could have nothing to do with each other. You know? uh, but a concept album is like the songs are connected, there's a theme and, you know, there's a idea uh, that runs through, you know, each song kind of. And in my case, this is actually, I'm not sure if concept album is the right <laughs> definition because it's actually more of a story album kind of, because it tells mm -hmm. a story. It's not a loose, you know, uh, idea or concept. It's actually a story from song one to song number 10. So, mm -hmm. but I call it a concept album. So, yeah. And so for my understanding, for people who aren't in the music world, it's like a theme park for music. Makes sense. For yeah. Me. Makes sense for me. Wow. Okay, cool. I got it. Thank you. With your album. So one more time for our audience, the title is The Preacher, The Prophecy, and The Fire. And this can be found on YouTube or on the links below in the description of the podcast. And Correct. There's so, the, hey, there we go. the album. Yeah. And it and can be you, found. Did you do the cover art? And no, I didn't. So I, that's also, I got to give credit to one of my friends I actually met in Olesund. Same time I met Johnny, uh, I met a guy called Sergei Maximov, uh, a really great guy, multi-talented, you know, and he, one of his talents is to uh, make good art, you know. So I actually got him on this project, uh, on board on this project like two years ago and asked him, hey, you know, because he also knows the story, you know, so. It's kind of easy for him to join in that sense, I think. And uh, I kind of described, you know, here, you know, the 10 songs are uh, these songs, you know, and I would love, you know, for you to make an illustration for each song. kind of. So wow. he made it all, you know, each song has an illustration to kind of show. And so what we see on YouTube, he's responsible for, for all of that. Yeah, that all of the art, all of the picture illustrations. That's his work, which is, all, I would say, that's equally important as the music. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. And so this this album, where did you find the inspiration? Where did you find the title for this? Some more details like that. Well, I, I lived in Norway, you know, in Ålesund, and I think it was like the first year in Ålesund that I heard, started to hear about the history of the town. You know, I didn't know anything when I came there. But I uh, worked with a guy who, he's, he had basically had a tourist business where he told people about a miracle house. And I didn't know, you know, what's that, you know? And then I kind of, since I worked with his company, I got to see the house and I understood that this is a house that has some, some uh, significance in the town. And uh, basically I got to know about the story, you know, and basically the whole town of Olsen burned down in 1904. It was a massive like fire wow. that just ate the whole town, you know, but there was one house that uh, remained and that's called the Miracle House. And it's not a miracle house because the house itself is, 
you know, special, but because God protected the house, you know. And I got, you know, only that in itself is really amazing, I think. But then mm -hmm. when you get to hear the, the backstory to why did this house remain, you know. And that was actually, I think, three or four, maybe five years ago that I heard that story. So, like, the story kept building, kind of, you know. So, should I tell you that story also? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Are we going to take away from your album, from your album if no, we hear no. the story? No, I think it's important. Yeah. So, okay, please tell us. Please the, tell us. The short version. Like, so in 1904, the whole town burned down, but one house, house stood, you know. And the back story to this is that in the 18, I think 1883 or 1885, somewhere like that, there came a Swedish American. Uh, preacher or evangelist. He's actually known in the States. Uh, he's called Fredrik Fransson. Uh, so he's known in Sweden, States, actually the whole world. He was uh, he was crazy. He traveled all over the world. You know? And he had kind of a tour, uh, evangelism tour in Norway on the West Coast. So he came to Ålesund. Hmm. And by that time, you know, 1880, around that time, Ålesund was a really dark town. It had a lot of problems with alcohol, you know, drinking, prostitution, and darkness, you know. So he came there, and he was very eccentric and kind of, uh, yeah, very special in his way of uh, delivering, you know, sermons. So he came there. He had revival meetings. People got saved. Uh, but then kind of shortly after arriving there, he got a lot of enemies. Mainly, I think, or I shouldn't say maybe, but mainly, but both religious and also just people in the town started to get upset by him. You know? mm. So he was actually cancelled. If you talk about cancel culture in that time. The cancel <laughs> started canceled. in the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He was not welcome in any church or any meeting mm. or you know, hall or something. So he was basically not welcome. And uh, then there was this Kind of lot, lot. How do you say loot? You know, Southern Gomorrah. You say lot or lot? Yes, lot. Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there was this lot character in Olson, uh, a righteous mm -hmm. man, basically, a, a prayer warrior, someone mm -hmm. who believed in Jesus and was a warm believer. He invited Friedrich to his house. You know, so he got to stay there. And not only did he stay there, he actually offered him to you know preach from my stairs because he had like this. Uh, yeah, stairs that you could, could stand on and kind of preach from. It's perfect. So, Fredrik continued, you know, he had his <laughs> meetings from those stairs, and a lot of people came actually and listened mm -hmm. to him. Big, you know, crowds. And one day they just got enough of him and they kicked him down from the stairs. They drove him out of the city to the city, you know, line somewhere. And then he, uh, stepped up on a stone and you know just you know calm the people like calm down you know and then he basically said you know brethren i have come only with good goodness to you you know i've only preached the word of god but you have rejected me and uh actually us because i think you had like two three followers but you have rejected us and now we're just uh uh sweeping the dust of our feet and we're leaving yeah, just here, like the know? bible says like, yeah just like jesus says you know and right at that moment when he's about to turn, he gets a prophecy, you know, like the Lord just comes with a prophecy. And um, he just says, like, thus says the Lord, uh, 
in the same manner that you have driven me out today, so shall you be driven out of your city. Yeah. Wow. And then the miracle <laughs> house is born. Yeah, and then he left, you know, and then like 19, 19 20 years old, uh, 20 years later or something like that, um, the whole town burns down, you know. But I, I should say this is an important detail. The, uh, the day before the fire, this guy who opened up his house for Friedrich, he gets uh, uh, in, um, what do you say, visitation from an angel. Mm-hmm. And he gets terrified. I'm not, I'm not personally, I'm not like someone who believes that angels are everywhere, you know, or, you know, I, I think it's a rare event, you know, but mm-hmm. God sent this angel to this man. It was called Anders, by the way. And uh, he got terrified, you know, but the angel said, you know, uh, do not be afraid. I've been sent by God, the Most High, you know, and uh, I've come to, the, to say to you that tonight this whole town will burn to its foundation. But your house will stay you know, or stand. How um, terrifying. Yeah. I would be afraid. I would be afraid. Yeah. Wow. So he actually got like, yeah, you should stay in your house. Don't go out. Don't carry any furniture out. And uh, he did, you know. I think his wife actually did carry out some furniture and stuff. But <laughs> but she she uh, wasn't hurt or anything. But just, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he sat in his house th- uh, throughout the whole fire, you know, and we could see you know, all the houses surrounding his house was eaten up by the fire. But he was just reading Psalm 91, you know, which is a psalm about God's protection. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm just quoting from my head now, but uh, like, uh, even though, you know, hundreds might fall at your left side and uh, 10,000 at your right side, you will not be harmed, you know. And yeah, the funny thing, or funny thing, the crazy thing is that 10,000 people fled through his, you know, on his right side. Because th- that was the way of, out of the town, you know, people just fled. And they, wow. you know, told him, you, you should just come with us, you know, your house is going to be eaten up, you know, by the fire. But he was just staying there, you know. Wow. And so this is so, where you're, you got the inspiration for your album. How, so how yeah. did you take this story and say, let's make an album? You know, how, how did that come together? <laughs> I, I mean... I actually was in a prayer meeting in, the, in that house, you know, because this is a house that people and Christians use sometimes to pray in and stuff. So I just got an idea when I was there, and I had already made some songs that I didn't know what to do with. So I kind of had some, I would say, epic songs, you know, big songs with big organizations. And I felt like this could be, you know, I could use them. And then I just, you know, because I, I love these kind of albums. I listen to a guy called Neil Morse a lot. He's a Christian, uh, kind of big artist in progressive rock in the US. Anyway, so I, um, I used kind of, I knew, I, I knew the story, you know, I knew you know, it had to start with, you know, the calling, like Fredrik Fransson, the preacher, he's called to Olesund. Mm-hmm. Then it just follows, you know, he's um, preaching, he's rejected, you know, um, he's welcomed by this man, he's driven out, he's delivering the prophecy the fire you know so like 10 songs you know i think that's even and, more creative than just creating an album of nothing you know just i think you, you have to follow the guideline you have to follow the story i think that's takes more talent yeah. you know thanks i mean i i'm just gonna give glory to god i, I feel like i've yeah. just gotten melodies and stuff and gotten help from people you know because i didn't do this uh my, my alone you know i 
Yeah. I had one friend of mine, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Hörnberg or Daniel Hörnberg. Yeah, he's been on the show before too. We we did an interview with him. Yeah, yeah, I know. So that's great. He's a great guy. You know, he sings and he did a lot of vocals, uh, arrangements, and also narration, and came up with many ideas. So it's great to team up with him. You know, and also mm -hmm. the guy who made all the all album art. You know, uh, like this and mm -hmm. other things, Sergey. Uh, so. I mean, it's been a team effort, I would say, but it's been a lot of work and it's been frustrating sometimes, but I feel like I've just had this energy to and drive to do it. So uh, I think the Lord just put it on my heart and then now it's done. So it's really. And when did you release the album? Um, February 11th. So. So uh, 11 days ago. Saturday, but two Saturdays ago. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, very recent. So it's still, yeah. still fresh. Great. Yeah. And a little bit more about this, about your music. So why Christian music? I mean, a talented guy like you could make any genre. You say you like rock, progressive rock. Why Christian music? Why music centered on your faith? It's hard to answer why. Like, but I think, you know, I do other musics also. I, I, I create, you know, uh, instrumental music with no message if you yeah. know just like pure instrumental music and like funk jazz fusion which i also love but i think this is what i have most passion for and i think it has to do with you know we have this short life on earth you know who knows maybe i live 70 or 80 90 years but and i could make songs about love or you know about everyday stuff but that's not that has no eternal purpose i would say or i mean it could have but this is like, uh, I think it's a privilege to, to be able to make songs about Jesus, about God. And, you know, there's a psalm, uh, psalm uh, 105, uh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. So I think uh, that's the most meaningful thing I can do as a musician is to make music that glorifies God, basically. Yeah. My answer, I, I, I can relate, you know, after I got yeah. saved, like really saved because similar, I was, I knew about God at a younger age, but I didn't know him personally until about 19 years old. And yeah. after that moment of 19, when it just changed my entire life, I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know what to do with my life. So then I became a missionary and now I've been yeah. a missionary in, in Brazil for almost four years now. And before doing YWAM and stuff. And I just, it doesn't make sense to do anything else. You know, God changed yeah. my life. I, I want to glorify him. Yes, I could yeah. go build houses like my father, but I don't want to, you know, like I just want to to serve the Lord. I want to preach. I yeah. want to tell people about Jesus. And I understand yeah. you, you, you want to give the message to people. What do you hope to accomplish with this album, with all the people that are tuning in and listening to it and commenting, liking all of those things on the album? What do you hope to accomplish? I think there's there's a lot of dimensions to this, or like things I want to accomplish with it. But, uh, I could start with like I I think this could be this could build up uh, the faith in many Christians, you know, because this is uh, you know if you hear a miracle story of like did you hear about something that happened in England 500 years ago, like oh there's no evidence for it, there's no photographs, like who knows if it happened, you know. Um, but this actually happened kind of recently, you know. It, there's a photo from actually i have the photo here i can show the viewers uh here's the house you can't maybe see so well but 
in the middle Everything of the house. Around the house burned yeah. down, but this house stood here, you know. So, um, yeah. and you can't visit Olesen without kind of being reminded of what God has done, you know, there. So, I think this is a story that needs to be told. I haven't heard about it before going to Norway, and it could build up the faith in people, you know. So, that's my, yeah. and also, of course, to reach out to new people who or atheists people who are not believers because uh, i think this is a really amazing story you know that shows the world that jesus is alive you know and he's doing things through his servants and he's uh yeah. yeah so those two things i guess and also i don't have to put this but i mean i think christian music sometimes it's a bit uh in the box you know it should sound like this with big, bigger verbs mm -hmm. big drums you know and kind of the bethel hill song style and i think there's so much more to it. i think this style of music or other styles you know should also exist in the christian uh music realm if you say. Yeah. so i don't know yeah. yeah i get it i get it yeah i understand yeah. that and that's why i think this has so much creativity an album like this you know, because it's not the same sound of all the other music. I listen to it and I want to encourage our audience to check it out. Listen to the album because it is different. It is incredible. And I'm not a music guy, but I really like it. You know, like I, I don't understand all the like when I listen to music, I don't hear all the music behind it and, and all the instruments you guys probably do. Yeah. But I mean, it's an amazing album. Check it out. Thank a couple you. other things here you have written i want to read this because i think it's it's so perfect the fire in norway in 1904 is a supernatural modern day event that displays that jesus is alive is performing miracles through his servants in our lifetime and it's a story about the gospel persecution angelic visitations god protection and revival yeah and those things in 2023 i don't know what you know we need those yeah. things those things are important and yeah, I think it just beautifully ties together what's going on through this album and, and what you're, the message you're trying to portray to your your listeners. So, Amen. yeah, and I, I think I just want to also before I forget, uh, I think viewers should uh, start watching it on YouTube first the first time because that's where you get all the illustrations, you know, and the pictures, mm -hmm. and there, there's a, like narration written and all the lyrics are written. So you should definitely see it on YouTube the first time. The titles of the song so like since it's a story right i see that it's going together yeah. here yeah. are my people messiah lamb of god rejected and yeah. erased yeah drive them out exactly. the titles kind of give you something to hold on to you know? okay we're, we're there right now you know because it's like yeah so messiah lamb of god hear your people those are like when he's preaching to people you know? yeah and then oh. of course like um rejected and embraced it kind of says itself you know he's rejected and then embraced by the man of god kind of and then so mm -hmm. yeah the titles give you as a listener something to hold on to yeah right. well simon thank you so much for sharing about your life your faith your your album that that has recently came out we can check that out now and if you could leave us with one overall topic today what do you think that would be what's the most important thing you could tell us today it's another big question. Uh, be on God's side, not man's side, I would say. So that's what's going to matter in the end. So, mm. Yeah. Stay true mm. to Jesus. How can we find you on social media, Simon? Um, you can find me on uh, YouTube, Simon Hovland Music. Uh, on Facebook, uh, Simon Hovland Music there also. And Instagram, 
and Instagram, I am um, no Simon Holden Music. So that's the same thing on all platforms again. Simon Holden, okay. yeah. And okay. you can find my music on Spotify and on YouTube and other platforms as well. So. Great. Well, thank yeah. you so much for sharing everything that you did. If I can have you end our time with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. Amen. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you for the interview. And Absolutely. Well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for uh, this day, God. I thank you for Dallas and for his show. Bless his ministry. Bless his life. Uh, and uh, I just pray for all the, the, the viewers, listeners, uh, that they will be encouraged by this story. And most of all, just uh, built, built up by your word uh, and by your Holy Spirit, God. I pray that you lead people who are young and who want to find their calling to show them your way and show them if they're called to missions or other things. God. I pray that we will all just lead um, our lives in a uh, honoring way of you and uh, live our lives to glorify you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.